What's up, everybody? This is Edgar Martin from the Q&E Podcast, just bringing you this message that today's podcast is presented by Podgo. Podgo is the easiest way for you to monetize your podcast. Apply today to become a member and immediately be connected with advertisers that fit your audience. It could be sports, entertainment, or anything else that you feel people might want to listen to. Once again, that's podgo.co, P-O-D-G-O dot C-O, Podgo. You are now listening to the Q&E Podcast. Is this what you want? Huh? Is this what you want? Well, get it, get it. What's up, everybody? You're listening to the Q&E Podcast. Here with your boy Q Hicks right now. I got Edgar on the other line. Edgar, tell the people what's good. What's up, everybody? We got a lot of sports to talk about today. I got a lot of takes. Quincy got a lot of takes. The mics is hot. A lot of wild stuff covered up. We'll get to that take. You'll understand the word wild in a second. A lot of wild stuff on this Wednesday. We'll get to it. Yes, sir. If this is your first time listening to the Q&E podcast, we are primarily sports podcast, but we do dive into entertainment, current events, films. If you haven't already, definitely look into our Lovecraft Country episode reviews. We are on episode five, now going into episode six. So if you haven't started watching the show, definitely watch it. The show is lit. And then go and check out our reviews, man, afterwards to catch the Mr. Easter eggs and shit like that, bro. So definitely appreciate y'all for that. But we're going to dive into the NBA playoffs first. Biggest, craziest game of the night, bro. The Clippers <laughs> is done. Edgar, bro, what's going on, bro? I don't, I don't even uh, know what to say. Oh, you going to let me start it? I, I don't hey. even know what to say. I don't even let know what to say. Let me just say this. LeBron James, Kawhi Leonard. I don't want to see a line connecting them two anymore. <laughs> I don't need to see a line connecting them two names anymore right now. I just, I don't, I probably never again. I don't need to see either one of those names co- connected to each other ever again. What we saw last night was an absolute choke fest. Three games. You had this team down three to one. You couldn't finish the job. So getting the game seven. I ain't going to hate y'all, hate on y'all too much for making it get to a game seven. But the fact that y'all got to a game seven and got completely embarrassed, like for a point of time during the fourth quarter, Nuggets was up on the Clippers by like 20 points. Kawhi and Paul George, they combined for what, 24 points the whole night? And neither one You're of them scored. In the fourth. Yeah, like in the fourth. So I'm like, oh my God, that's, that's crazy to me. And then Doc couldn't coach up any answers for anything. Coaching was just bad. PG didn't look like playoff P at all. I, I, I don't even know why we handed him, like, playoff P. I don't know why we handed that nickname back to him after, like, two games actually showing up. So, playoff playoff P just, oh, my God, I don't want to talk about that. But Kawhi Leonard, I said this on Twitter, and I'm going to say it right now, just get my hot take out the way. The Spurs chip don't count. The Toronto chip is respected. Now you wildin'. But that's question that has a question mark on it. That has a question mark on it. Because we know if Durant and Klay Thompson were healthy and was able to be on that team, the Warriors was gonna win that finals. We know that. So I but respect that's not God. what happened. But it is that's why I said I, I'm not I'm not gonna take the Toronto one away. But we still know in the back of our heads, uh, you got away with that one. You just did what you were supposed to do. You that's a championship fail. that is counted. You did your job and didn't fail. But now it's full pressure. You the you're the best player on the court in this situation. 
you got the better team, you got the deeper bench, like you got the quote unquote better coach, and you can't get the job done. Not only that, Jamal Murray dropped 40 on y'all. This team, this Clippers team was hyped up to be the best defensive team in the league this year, were they not? They were they were also hyped up to be the better LA team this year, were they not? And they got completely exposed on the defensive and offensive end. I need everybody to stop that Kawhi better than LeBron jump right now. Next season, have hopes for that next season. But for right now, and for the remainder of the offseason until the NBA come back, Kawhi need to be quiet. I need everybody who Kawhi fans to be quiet. Floor is yours. I don't want to hear it no more. I don't want to hear it no more. Clippers, bro. What happened? That, that's, that's all I want to know. I just, I just need the answer to that question, bro. What happened? I'm I'm out here talking shit about y'all, man, saying y'all got this wrapped up in five. I'm on my high horse saying y'all finna give the Lakers a run for their money. Y'all blow it in the second round. Y'all trade five. Y'all trade five first round picks. And Shea for PG, for PG to score zero and shoot shit off the side of the backboard in the fourth. That's what we traded. That's what y'all traded that nigga for. Come on, bro. I have I have nothing to say. I was speechless last night. I thought this I thought this series was over in five. It looked like it was gonna be over in five. It got to seven. I was still talking shit about the Clippers, and then y'all do this, Kawhi. I thought you were better than this. I called you the second version of Kobe, and you do this to me. Max Kellerman said he was better than Kobe. I was like, oh yeah. I ain't never said that. No, I'm saying Max did. Max oh, Kellerman okay. said that. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, yeah, y'all wilder. Here y'all go. Oh. Only reason I say the Spurs chip don't count is because oh, that's what I was supposed to. I was about. like, he was like the third or fourth option on that team. Nah, we know, but nah. No, no, he did his thing defensively. He made his name that year defensively the way he guarded LeBron. But it's like, come on, bro, you got Tim Duncan, a first ballot Hall of Famer. You can't argue. You can argue he was the best player on that team. You could definitely oh, no, argue. No. You can argue no, he was the best no, player on that team. You're not going to yes, do that. Yes, no, yes. No, you're being disrespectful. Yes, yes, yes. You're being disrespectful yes, to Tim Duncan. Yes, yes, yes. You can Tim, argue he was no. the best player on that team. You got to think, this is an old Timmy we're talking about. And he was the still putting up Timmy. buckets and one of the top no, 10 he, players he in the league. No, he clapped up LeBron and was giving you 20 points a game. What are we talking about? Tim top 10 player in the league at that moment. That counts. Tim Duncan was still the top 10 player in the league But I'm talking about in that series. He still was in that series. In that series, he was the best player on that team. You no, were clapping LeBron and giving series, me 20 a game? The top three people I wanted with the ball in their hand at that moment was Tim Duncan, Ginobili, and Tony Parker. We ain't talking about that, though. We ain't talking about that. You said he was the fourth option. He was the fourth best player on that team. Was he not? Did you just? Did you not say that? He was the third or fourth best player. And now, now you lying. Because he, no, he was better than Parker and he was better than Ginobili in that series, flat out. Flat out better than both of them in that series. So you trusted the ball in Kawhi's hands over Tony Parker and Manu Ginobili. In he that was hitting clutch shots that series. Are you kidding me? He was hitting clutch shots. That counts. So I'm saying, even, you even, want- though, even though I don't want the ball in your hands, that's the same thing with Iggy. So you don't count Iggy's championship when he was getting that finals MVP? Do we not count that one? We count that, but we're not putting him as best player on the team. Like, no, you're saying he was the best player on that team. He second, wasn't. Uh, first or second best player on that team, yes. In that Iggy series? Wasn't in on that, that series. Team. In that series, he was the but first. Tokyo, Kawhi Leonard was not the best player on that. Team. In that series, he was not in that series. No. Oh, you're crazy! No, it was definitely Tim Duncan. We can look up stats. When when I, when you're clamping LeBron, 
or slowing them down at least. And when you're giving me 20 to 22 points on the offensive end, you are the best player. Oh. What are we talking about here? It oh. doesn't count. How does it not count? He doesn't didn't cheat. Count. He didn't cheat the system. He the didn't pressure go. Pressure was at an all-time minimum. Huh? The pressure was at an all-time minimum. What does that mean? He still won a ship. It was a lot you of people behind the ears no at pressure. that time in the league. He you still won a ship. When you were you up to that level of play, what? No. When you still, when you clamping up Braun on one end, and when you giving me buckets on the other end, bro, you're there a top was two no on pressure team. on Kawhi Leonard. It don't in matter that about pressure. Team. Yes, it does. Pressure. No, it doesn't. That counts. That counts, bro. Oh, that counts. That. So you telling me? So you telling me? Since it wasn't no pressure on Dallas in that series against the uh, against the Heat, Dallas that Dallas championship don't count. It was no pressure on Dallas. Everybody knew Miami was supposed to win that series. Dallas was going in with no pressure. That's different. You're counting a whole team as opposed to one player. What are you talking? No, it's not different. You just telling me since they'd had no, since he had no pressure, it don't count. But you're saying that he was the best player on that team in that series. I can argue he was. Yes. No, he wasn't, bro. No. Yes, he was. That Dallas comparison is not the same at all. When you're guarding the best player and slowing him down, and when you're giving me twenty, how can I do better than that? How can I do better than that? That counts, and that's his best championship. I can argue that's his best one. What are you talking about? Can't go for that. Can't count. Oh, no, that's his. I can argue that's his best one. He wasn't the he wasn't the leader of that team like he was when it in comes Toronto. To being compared to the other greats that you're being compared to, I can't count that. that. Counts, bro. Same same way. I don't I don't count the own championships that KD won with. Okay, that's a, okay. that's different, bro. No, that's I'm just saying. Different. No, I'm just saying, like, I don't count KDs, so I'm I'm not counting Kawhis. I'm not. There was no pressure on KD to win that finals. It wasn't. You had the best backcourt in the league. That's different, bro. You were on a team where they literally didn't need but you. But they lost the, the year before. They lost the year before with the same team. He came back and got better and was slowing down Bron and was getting buckets. They lost to the Spurs the year before, or the, the Heat beat the Spurs the year before. They came back, got better, and he was slowing down LeBron better. What are you talking about? Go for that. What Can't are you talking about? Now, now I gotta look up stats. I gotta look up series stats. First chip don't count. Can't count I, it. I gotta look up series stats. What was this man averaging? What was this man averaging? Damn, it's, it's messing up right now. Hold on. I, I, I can't. I can't count it. I just can't. He was averaging. When it, when it he comes, was second in scoring behind Tony Parker. Tony Parker had 18, and he had 17.8. And you add in the fact that he's guarding the best player on the other team and slowing him down? No, you're the best player. He's the best player on that team. Timmy D only had, Timmy D only averaged uh, 15, 15 to 10. Good stats, solid stats, but not best player on the double, team. Double. Huh? So you're averaging a double-double. No, it's good stats, don't get me wrong, but no, that's not best player on the team. Kawhi was the best player on that team, bro. Kawhi was the best player on that team, bro. Not I'm looking at the stats right now, clear as day. He averaged eight, almost 18 points, six rebounds, two assists, two steals, and one and a half blocks. What are you saying? That counts. Read, read, Timmy, read Timmy stat line. 15, 10, 2, 0.5 steals, 0.8 blocks. Solid. They're solid, but they're not the best player. They're not the best player stats. He had the best stats, and he, he had the best performance. He had the best performance. He was the best player on that team. I'm not hearing it. We got to make a poll. We, you you know, I'm going to win the poll. Like, no, I always win the poll.
Facts. I always win the poll. No, you're not. Who was the best player in that final series? Timmy Duncan, Tony Parker, or uh, Kawhi? It's Kawhi by a landslide. Put, put all four names. Put all four names. We can put oh, Ginobili. Ginobili had fourteen, but he ain't. No, up. no. I'm just saying. Put all four names just so we can get a clear, a clear stat on that. And I guarantee you, it's not I Kawhi. Not gonna be the, the number one. That just came out of your mouth. Kawhi, Kawhi not gonna don't be the, count. That don't count. I count it. When it comes to being his best one, when it comes to being compared to the other greats, I'm not counting that one. That's crazy. I'm not. That counts, bro. The pressure wasn't there. The pressure wasn't there. It wasn't your team. Like it's it's not the same, bro. This was your one chance for this to be your team for you to be the lead. But he won last season. But let me. That's what I'm saying. This is your team. Like this, and it's it's not the East. Like, you're in the West because we always love to say it's the East, blah, blah, blah. You're in the West. You have, quote, unquote, the best team in the West. You have, quote, unquote, the best defensive team, quote, unquote, the deepest bench in the NBA, and you're at the head of it. And you're said by some people in the um in the basketball fandom and basketball analysis world, you're a top three player in the league. Some, some people will put you top one. So show me that. Like you had no, and you got this team down three one, and you mean to tell me you fold three games like back to back in a row like that? Nah, he man. has no excuse for this season. I fully agree, but to say his San Antonio championship does not count is straight blasphemy, blasphemy. Like I said, I can argue just because he was clamping LeBron the way he was that that was his best championship, and I agree with you. I agree it with you. With best, the fact. But it was between the. San Antonio and the Toronto one, you can say, yeah, that was his best one between those two. I can because I agree with you to the fact of if KD and Clay, even if Clay was playing, I feel like Golden State would have won. But the fact that both of them were out, I I feel like he got, you know, he won. So yes, you have to count that championship. But, I'm saying he did what he was supposed to do. He just did. Yeah, lose. you know what I'm saying. He did what he's supposed to. He, it's it's not his fault they got hurt. You know what I'm saying. So you can't blame right. him for that. So yeah, so those count. But I still feel like the San Antonio championship is his best one because of what he did to LeBron. So I have to count that one. It don't matter the pressure, though, bro. I can't implement pressure, pressure when you're doing matters, what you did bro. on the court. The I pressure can't. matter. The pressure, the moment, the lead, the what's at stake, the finally building the Clippers brand to be something that y'all went there to make it. Like, all that counts. You mean to tell me none of that counts? All that counts. I said I agree with you about the Clippers thing. But to say his San Antonio one don't count as well, I found I catch oh, yeah, it first. That wasn't your team. That wasn't oh my you God. weren't the leader of that. That wasn't your team. He wasn't like, the leader, but he was the best player on the court. Wasn't that either. He was the best player on the court. Oh my goodness. I'm, I'm let's move on. Let's move on. So, like what? I said, the Clippers are done. Obviously, I'm highly upset because I thought they were gonna beat the Lakers and probably win the finals, but now here we are. Nuggets and uh Lakers. But, bro, what do you think is going to happen with the future of the Clippers? You think they're coming back or what, man? I mean, don't Kawhi and PG, they got um one more year on there, don't they? Probably got two more. Back for one more year. Two more? Two more years on their contract. But I'm saying, you think a trade going to happen? You think Doc getting – I think Doc gone. No, Doc on the hot seat. He on the hot seat. He ain't gone, though. If Doc, Doc gets fired, him. if Doc gets fired, that'll be crazy. That'll be – I ain't gonna lie, that'll be crazy. I wouldn't even be surprised, bro. What I just seen in this playoffs. That'll be, be crazy. And Doc, Doc really has gotten away with, with this for a long time. He's had some of the best rosters of all time. That 2013 through 2017 Clippers, 
We don't talk about that roster enough. That roster was stacked. Yeah. J.J. Reddick, Jamal Crawford, Chris Paul, Blake Griffin, uh, DeAndre Jordan. You don't even make a conference finals? You don't make a conference finals? What are you doing? We didn't and slander. Go. This, this is his third third or fourth. No, his third 3-1 lead that he's blown in his career. Like, he's the only coach in history to have team have multiple 3-1, like, comebacks like that. Yeah. That's terrible. We don't slander Doc enough for those for those earlier Clipper days. But he's going to catch hell for this one, bro. And with all your time with the Clippers, you have underachieved. And I think we can all agree to that. He is, um, he is underachieved with his teams. Exactly. And Edgar, you brought up a poll. You put a poll up. What was the poll? I forgot what the question Checking was. Checking it right now. Hold on. Edgar had put up a poll about if Doc, oh, Doc Rivers is a, hall, a first ballot Hall of Famer. Yeah, is Doc Rivers still a first ballot Hall of, hall of Fame coach? I feel like last night. It's no definite answer yet, but last night definitely put a question mark on that. What the poll say? Uh, it's still only 10 votes. 50-50. 50-50. 50, 50 people say yes, 50 people say no. And, I, and, I, and I'm on the fence. I think Doc will still get in, being that I don't know any other first ballot head coaches. You know what I'm saying? Obviously, you got the fields, the, the easy ones, the fields, the pops. But who else? You feel what I'm saying? I feel like Doc would have to be because well, of those Celtics. We had to talk about time. Eric Spolster earlier because uh, mm-hmm. you, you were um, going on about how he still has to kind of prove himself to win a chip without LeBron and all that. But I was saying that I feel like I feel like Coach Eric Spolster is building his first ballot Hall of Fame resume now. Like the fact that he's doing what he's doing with this Heat team and nobody expected this. And for the past few years now – the Heat have always been, like, either a playoff or a cusp of the playoffs type team, and he's been doing well with the talent that he has, and he's still very young. He still has a long coaching career to go to still – I feel like I don't see him coaching anybody other than the Heat. So mm-hmm. I feel like he still has an opportunity to win multiple championships or at least one still within, within his coaching career. And I feel like even if Spolster never wins a chip again, I feel like multiple playoff appearances – possible finals appearances, I feel like that'll be good enough for him to make it first ballot in the Hall of Fame. As long as mm-hmm. when he loses, it's a situation where you just lost to the better team. Now, if it's mm-hmm. a situation where you're starting to blow stuff, then I see the question marks. But if you just end up losing to the better team in certain situations, I, I can't fault you for that. Yeah. So Spo is not one yet, because like I was telling him earlier, man, LeBron, LeBron, people still credit LeBron more than they credit Spo for those championships, and for good reason. But Spo has to win with this team. If he gets this team to the finals, that's his best coaching job ever. So he's gonna get a lot of he's gonna get a lot of credit for this, you know what I'm saying, moving forward. So that's obviously gonna build his Hall of Fame resume, but not yet. Not on that Hall of Fame, or at least not first ballot at all. But going back to Doc Rivers and his Hall of Fame status. I don't know, bro. Is this really going to affect him, or, or, or are we going to remember the, the Celtics days more than we remember the Clippers days, Doc? What, I mean, which one is going to pop in your head first? Of course the Celtics. That's, that's going to pop up first. Whenever you think about Doc Rivers, it's going to be the Celtics. And if you think uh, of the Celtics, I think he's a first ballot. If that's the first thought yeah. that comes to your head, I think he's first ballot for that. But if you think of the Clippers, Doc, first, he's not first ballot at all. Yeah, I, I agree. I feel like Celtics days are automatically going to pop up first with people. Uh, only people that won't pop up first with are like younger generation people who see Doc now as a Clippers or who have been just seeing him as a Clippers coach, not really Boston. But uh, 
yeah, I feel the same way. When you think about Boston, automatic first ballot Hall of Fame coach. But yeah. once you start really diving into the career, yeah. like the further he gets into his career, the more it's starting to be questionable. And that's what I worry about with Doc. It's like you started off with a hell of a resume. And then even at first when you got with the Clippers and you weren't really making it yet, you were still, like you said, the rosters that you had, you still were, like, doing very well regular season-wise, coaching-wise. Like, I, I feel like just the later you're getting in your career, you should be progressing, not digressing. But this is what I was telling Edgar, too. I feel like more people are going to remember the Celtics days and also the wins. A lot of people go more by wins when they look at Hall of Fame resumes. And I think we gave him a shout-out uh, on a couple pods ago. I think he's, like, 11th or about to be top 10 in wins in NBA history. So yep. things like that, statistics like that, that is going to get Doc in that first battle Hall of Fame range because of things like that. I'm pretty sure everybody that's in that top 10 and wins has probably been a first ballot Hall of Famer if I'm right. if just off uh, common knowledge. So I would assume that if Doc gets in that, he will be first ballot uh, moving forward, though. But he has underachieved, though, with the Clippers, bro. Like I said, that rosters twice? Oh, my goodness. This is crazy, bro. I think Doc is gone. I think Doc going to move more into, a, more into a front office role. But I think he's going to give up the, uh, the coaching range. Nah. Uh. I don't see – you think he going to give up being a coach? Give up. They're going to say he gave it up, but really it's going to be firing behind it. But they gonna, oh, this, oh, I thought you meant like coach – I thought you meant coaching in general. I was going to be like, no, I still – Doc still got he plenty. He need to do some, some counseling, you know, come down from the front office or whatever. But I don't think he's going to be a full-time coach with the Clippers. I don't think he'll be on. Oh, you're, you're talking about specifically for the Clippers. I thought you were talking about for other teams. For any no, because I think he's going to move into the front office. I think oh, they're gonna. Okay. I think they're gonna say he parted ways. They mutually parted ways uh, with the, him being a coach. But he's gonna move into a front office role with the Clippers and have somebody else, somebody younger. Maybe, maybe Sam Cassell get the the head coaching role with them. I don't know. So they can bring in a fresh face, a new voice. Because it looked like by the end of that series, they wasn't even listening to Doc. Whatever yeah. Doc was saying, it was just like that shit was falling on deaf ears. Because it's like you made that point. Um... I think like a week or so ago, it's like with Giannis, you made that point of F what the coach say, like I'm finna go out here and do what I'm finna do because I know I can produce and get get the stats that I need to get to push us over and get us the dub. Mm -hmm. That wasn't what was going on. It was like they just it was like a no respect type listening. That's what I'm saying. There's a I hear what you're saying, but let me do this real quick type yeah. listening. And then there's a we out of this. I'm just not even going to listen to you at this point. It, exactly. And that's how it was at the end of that series, bro. Because at, a, the, at the end of the game, they're blowing them. They blew it three straight times. They had a double-digit lead in all three of these last three games. Exactly. And you blew them. That's coaching. That's on the players most definitely. But that's coaching as well. So either y'all not listening to what the coach got to say, something going on behind closed doors. And then Lou Will came out. I think it was Lou Will earlier today. Either earlier today or last night, he came out and said the chemistry on the team just wasn't right. We like, don't want to hear none of that bullshit. I don't want to hear none of that. What are you talking about? I don't want to hear none of that. The chemistry was great during the regular season. Hey. Like, I don't want to hear none of that. Hey, you heard that shit uh, PG had said that this wasn't a championship or bust season? Yeah, I was like, what? You don't come – now, that's something you don't come out and say to the media. Bro. How y'all said, said MPJ ain't supposed to come out and say certain stuff? That was something you're not supposed to say to the media. He need to get traded for that. In the locker room. Like, he need to get traded for that, boy. That's yeah, crazy. Bro, you don't, Who had the best could, roster? Even if that is true, you don't come out and say that, bro. That's something y'all just keep in the locker room amongst y'all selves. 
Like, yeah, y'all had the best roster. Yeah, this was championship or bust easily. Championship. That's what I'm saying. Like, this was definitely a championship or bust team. Bro. Now, like I heard Stephen A. say earlier today, if this three-one thing happened in the conference finals with the Lakers, there would be there would be less way. They'll still be criticized because it's like it's you let somebody come back down one three on you, but it's like it's the Lakers, it's LeBron, it's AD. It's like hey. That's talent that you just can't turn your nose up at. Like that, we've seen Braun come back from stuff like that before. But second round of the playoffs, you didn't even make it to the conference finals after you were the clear favorite by almost a unanimous decision around the basketball world that the Clippers were going to be the team to win the finals this year. And y'all get eliminated in the second round in humiliating fashion? Oh, yeah. I, 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 can't, I can't respect that. Hey. I, I got to agree right now. Off the top of my head, biggest choke by a superstar. Biggest choke by a superstar in NBA history at the moment. I could agree. I could agree. And, uh, yeah, but PG need to be packing his badge right now for what he said. I think they probably need to ship that nigga to Washington or something. <laughs> try to get B-Bill or something. Y'all should be trying to get B-Bill, man. Trade Montrez and Paul George them over to Washington, man. Try to get B-Bill. At least B. Bill can close the game. You know, you you know what you're gonna get from Bill at the end of a game. Exactly. Come on, bro. You get zero out of your best two players in the fourth. None of the team could hit anything in the fourth. They oh were zero for ten for uh eight minutes into the fourth quarter. Zero for ten. Oh my god, I'm so embarrassed, bro. Zero. So and they didn't I don't even think the team scored in like the first seven minutes of the fourth quarter. They didn't. That's what I said. They were 0 for 10. Yeah. Like that's crazy, bro. I'm talking that's about crazy. the old team, not not just PG and yeah. Kawhi. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's crazy. Man. Congratulations to the Nuggets. I damn sure didn't see this, but hey, <laughs> y'all got y'all got here, bro. So, what's Lake, your prediction though for Lakers and Nuggets? Lakers. Now, I'm, I was about to ask you, Lakers and how many? I wasn't even finna ask you who gonna win. Lakers and five. Lakers and four. Uh. But let's talk about Jamal Murray a little bit, bro. Is Jamal Murray a top five point guard in the league? Right now, I would say yes, automatically. He's, he's proved it. Over these past two series, he's proved it. Hmm. I mean, you're putting him above Kimba. You putting him above Kimba? Right now, yeah. He's only had one. Eh. During this playoffs, he's really only had, like, one game you really could look at and be like, man, just one out of all the games he done played. I will put him behind. I will put him behind Lillard. Probably Lillard. So, probably third, Steph, Steph, Dame, Murray. I feel like I'm forgetting somebody. I feel like I would have him. I feel like I would have him above Kimball. Uh. But I still we're feel like counting, I'm, we're counting players not in the bubble. Yeah. Oh. So I'm talking about I'm talking about the Stephs. I'm talking about the Stephs. But I I will only put Steph and Dame above him right now, though. Honestly, I will only put Steph. I, I say right now, I still I still put him because he's actually playing. So you you have no choice but to put him in there. So yeah, even including players not in the bubble right now, I I put him up there. Yeah, man. That's crazy. That nigga that came a long way. I did not see this for him. He wasn't even in my top eight PGs coming into this bubble, and he's showing out for sure, bro. I think he had 40 last night. Yeah, man. So, shout out, shout out to Murray. Yo, he was getting loose. 
If, this, if the 40 piece would have happened in game six and last night, you would have owed me five dollars. But yeah. it only happened in one night. So I get Yeah, I, I told I told Eggie, bro, I ain't even want that little five dollars, bro. Just because the Clippers <laughs> lost. I'm I'm still upset, bro. I ain't even want that five dollars, bro. All right, bro. Let's move on to the Celtics versus Heat game one. One of the Nick. best games, bro. One of the best games. And I was telling Eggie, bro, that before we even dive into this series, we should keep this neutral site thing going. This is the best playoffs I've seen in my life. Let's keep this going. And it's because, I don't know if it's because of no fans or if it's just because it's neutral or what, but we got to keep this alive. This is the best playoffs we have seen, bro. This really, this really shows you who is the best team. You ain't got nobody to back you up. You ain't got no energy from the fans. Who are the best players on the court? And this is really showing it. This playoffs is really showing it, bro. I think I don't we, even feel like it's showing who are the best players on the court. I think we're just seeing who are the most hungry players on the that court. Too. I, I feel like that's really what we're seeing. Cause we we know the best players on the floor, whether they choke or not, like or whether they just don't, whether they underachieve or not. We know talent wise who the best players are. It's mm-hmm. like we know Kawhi that dude, like one on one with a lot of players. We know he that dude, but. Mm-hmm. We seeing who got more heart. We seeing who wants it more. We seeing without fans, like in a boxing match. In a boxing match, closed doors, nobody in here, just me and you duking it out one on one. We gonna see who better. Like mm-hmm. without without a referee, like stopping us from like really getting at it. Let's see, let's see who really got it. Let's see who can do this one on one. And I feel like that's the mentality that a lot of these players were seeing. This Devin Booker and Phoenix Suns team that we saw in the bubble. No fans, just straight basketball with a little bit of crowd noise in the back, and it's just us and him. We're gonna see who wanted more. And I feel yeah. like that's that's what we've seen with a lot of teams and a lot of different players. We already knew Jimmy, um, Jimmy Butler was like this. Is as we've seen it at a real close view now that there is no extra stuff to look at. We're looking strictly at the court. So I, I feel like we got to see a lot more. Bro. Jimmy Butler is the biggest dog in the league. I was saying this last night when he was when uh, he was hitting the biggest shots of the game. He's the biggest dog, bro. And, and I don't think nobody got more dog in them than Jimmy Butler, bro. The most goon dude in the league, bro. So shout out to Jimmy. The Heat got the game one W. Shout out to Bam for that block. Oh my God, bro. What man. The- I thought the wrist was for the break. Hey. <laughs> Hey, that was better than, hey, that was better than that one finger block by Kawhi. Yeah, low, low key. That low was better key, than that one finger block, man. So, damn. Shout out to Bam. Bro. Like Tatum literally had it in the basket bro. there. Like, yeah, let me just carry it. When Tatum hurt that corner, I thought he was going to yam that. Oh, yeah, I thought it was a body. I was oh, like, I thought he was going to yam it. The fact that Bam came over there, no fear, said, give me that. Best block I've ever seen, bro. I know Definitely everybody. Best, I know everybody. Best block of the season. Best block of the season by far. I know everybody was talking about is it the best block of the playoffs, and everybody was talking about now nah, it's that LeBron game seven. I was like, I don't know. If we talk about an actual block, then this block was better than that. But that's if, what I'm saying. But everybody was talking about the circumstances of that block. Yeah, the circumstances, the mm-hmm. the impact of the game, the timing mm-hmm. of the game, like all of that, like all that went into effect. Like yeah, the fact that he was on the away team during that game in Oracle and all that. It was so many factors that went into that. So mm-hmm. that's why most people say that. But if we're talking about literally which block was better, exactly. like the block was obviously yeah, better. That we've block. seen way better blocks than that chase down block. LeBron got better chase down blocks than that game seven block. 
but probably in just, this playoffs. <laughs> yeah, but just that block is gonna hold so much more weight over other ones. Yeah. So if we just yeah, if we take out the circumstances, I would definitely say Bam block is better, bro, because that jump was crazy. Like you said, wrist was going like this. He blocked it. Oh my goodness. Shout out to Bam. And we had this conversation before, bro, about how D Russ, D Russ was right. I'm gonna say it. I would build my team around Bam now, bro. I take back what I said. I'm not doing Luca no more. I'm going Bam. I'm going Bam. I agree with D Russ, bro. I agree with Man, I can't blame him because I uh yeah, I also said I build around Luca. I also said that. Now you said Tatum. Oh, oh, that's what I said yeah. Tatum and then Luca and then Bam. That's what I said. I forgot we had yeah. three of them. Uh, yeah, because we was, was we was talking about Luca and Tatum mostly. Yeah, who would we build around first? I said I'll build around Tatum first, and then mm-hmm. Luca, and then Pam. So yeah, yeah. just for now, the fact that we're in such a guard-heavy league right exactly. now. Exactly. That's why. That's really why I gave it to Luca, man. But what I seen last night, just his impact, man. We 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 just look at offensive stats too much, man, and we get caught up on it. Even though Jason Tatum had a hell of a night last night, he had thirty and fifteen last night, going crazy. But just his impact in general, the fact that he can guard one through five, the fact that he's so athletic, the fact that he's starting to get that little mid-range shot now, it's like he's starting to come into his own now, bro. And right. I would not be surprised, bro, if he is the best overall center in the league. Jokic is the best offensive center, but he don't play no defense. But yeah. if we're talking about overall center, he can he can be that by next season if he get that little mid oh, yeah. Most definitely, especially over the offseason. Like, if he keep building his body up and everything, oh, yeah. He, he, he might look like Giannis, but actually be better than Giannis. It'll probably get to that point. Oh, yeah. I, I, I would agree. I would agree. He's on that same level as Giannis. I think Giannis gets more touches. Oh, yeah, has, definitely. Yeah, he gets more touches. That's why his stats are way more crazy. But the games aren't that far off. They're really not. You know what I'm saying? So Now, that I can agree with. When you said Ben Simmons, I was like, nah, I, I just don't see that. But, bam, I can see that because, like, literally – same damn near same built, same height, same length, same physical attributes on the floor. Like that's when I seen I can see that comparison. I just feel like Ben Simmons just doesn't give me the same physical presence that Giannis does. But Bam by far gives the same physical presence. And, and that's the difference. So I I've taken time to reflect. So <laughs> I, I I reflected on my statement. And maybe I was wrong about my statement, but still, <laughs> I think Ben Simmons will be the better player because I think he can do more. And I brought up the fact uh, last week, I was like, man, Giannis's point, a lot of people point to Giannis's jump shot and say that's his biggest weakness. But I was like, nah, I think it's really his handles because he can't get to the basket whenever he wants. And I had brought up Ben Simmons. I was like, Ben can get to the basket whenever he wants. But he sag off to sag off of him so crazy. But I was like, Miami was guarding tight on Giannis, and he still couldn't get to the bucket. So I'm like, damn, if you guarding tight on Ben like that, Ben is blowing by you. That's easy. And I'm like, bro, Ben just got to get a mid-range jump shot. And we will, see, we will see the full package. And I'm telling you, he will be a better player than Giannis. And I think he will be on the same level as that. But he, he, got, he got Embiid in the paint that's holding him back. So, but, yeah. I, like I said, I've taken time to reflect. Maybe I was wrong. Maybe I was it. wrong. Just say <laughs> it. Get rid of the baby. I said I was wrong a couple of days ago with Derrick nah, here and hey, everything. Hey. Say you was wrong. Just say it. Nah, because I said I was wrong last night. I said I was wrong about the Clippers. I, I, said, I'm, I said I was wrong too many times. You didn't I, say it on the pod. You didn't say it on the pod. Hey, I was wrong about the Clippers. I was wrong thank about the Clippers. You. Okay, thank you. Thank you. I was, I was wrong about the Clippers, man. You, you give a you get a lot of wrong takes when the red light isn't on. I need you to do it when the light's <laughs> on. Thank you. Now, if the light wasn't on, you definitely would have said that. <laughs> I, I was wrong about the Clippers, and maybe I was wrong about Ben Simmons and them being the same. But like thank I said, Ben Simmons would be the best player. 
a better player. Let's move on. (laughs) Let's move on, bro. All right, now we get to the NFL, bro. So the week one of the NFL was this past week, and it was a lot of, a lot, a lot of good games, bro. But I want to start off with the Saints versus Bucks game, man. A lot of expectations coming in this one. Edgar, what you seeing on the field, bro? The Bucks played like the Bucks last season. It's just a lot of new names on the team right now. You missed Jameis, didn't you? And no one missed anybody. <laughs> I don't even know who you're talking about. Like, I really, I, who is that? I don't know who you're you talking miss, about. Hey, you missed Jameis. You're you seeing Jameis on that sideline. You Stop mentioning me. blind people. That's not nice. You're talking that about. That boy blind. got eyes now. He ain't blind no more. I don't know who you're talking about. He ain't but blind anyways, no <laughs> we had a lot of sloppy mistakes. Not going to lie. We played very undisciplined. I feel like with Brady having even, it wasn't that long that he had to train and practice with this group, but I feel like just two weeks with Brady, discipline should be the last thing that y'all have a problem with after just after two weeks. Like, y'all don't need any discipline problems after that. So the fact that y'all had a little over a month, maybe a month and a half to, like, really get some training in and stuff like that with Brady and actually get one-on-one time with him and on-the-field time with him, I feel like there shouldn't have been even half as many um, stupid penalties that we had. I feel like that's that was a problem for us last year, offensively, defensively. Um, penalties didn't bother us that much. But it's a it's a regime thing though. Like you can't look at Brady thinking Brady finna not uh, or finna stop y'all penalty woes. That ain't but got nothing I, to do with him. But it was a lot of false starts. It was a lot of it was just a lot of sloppy play that I just that Brady is not used to. I'm looking at this. I'm mm-hmm. like. Brady really not used to this shit. He not used to having a spectacular play, but having to go back like 15 yards because somebody was holding or because somebody was uh did had another false start like two times in a row. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like he's not used to stuff like that. So I feel like we definitely have to fix that. Uh Mike Evans until like the last two minutes of the game just could not he get was over tripping, bro. Yeah, I and stopping I, on routes and shit. I'm like, what are you doing? I vouch for Mike Evans a lot. I've been calling Mike Evans a top three receiver in the league. He disappointed me this first game. I know it's not going to be a reoccurring thing, but this first game he did disappoint me. Couldn't get open. I, I read a um I read a fact that over the past however many seasons, I, don't, I forgot how many seasons they said he hasn't caught a, um, caught a pass on Marshawn Lattimore. Yeah. Marshawn like, Lattimore, remember, Marshawn Lattimore clamps him every game. Holds him to like, zero catches. Zero. I'm like this has this has to end, Mike. It <laughs> has to. This this can't be a team that you play twice every year and you don't get no catches on this man. No catches. I was like, no, this can't happen, bro. And then I just feel like Brady, Brady also slipped up a few times as well. Oh he, yeah, he made a few throwing errors. I'm like, mm-hmm. bro, like you're not. I'm reading the coverage and I'm not even on the field. Like I, it was a couple of passes. I'm like, okay, Mike messed up on this one, but I was like, this one Brady definitely messed up on. Like it was that one pick six. It was the second pick six they had in the game. No, they only had one pick six. Mm-hmm. It was the pick six that he threw. And I'm like, bro, the receiver is running a go-back, not a go-back, a, um, a comeback mm-hmm. route. Mm-hmm. And he has two defenders on. He has one safety up top watching, and he got the linebacker right there. I'm like, why would you throw the comeback route when you got two or three other routes going? Somebody clearly jumped there. I'm like, I can see that. How can you not see that? You Tom Brady. So it, it was a lot of mistakes on the field. Defensively, I feel like we did a, a decent job because we we almost came back. It was just offensively, we couldn't get the job done. So it's a lot of drawing board stuff that we got to go back to. Shout out to the Saints, though. But one thing I will say, we played very sloppily offensively, and we were still in this game. Mm. Like, I feel like that says a lot about our defense. 
And that says a lot about the Saints at the same time. It's like, hey, y'all won, but y'all should have definitely blew us out by the way we poorly performed. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, y'all defense played a hell of a game, bro. But I want to go back to that Marshawn Lattimore point, man. I don't think he fit that. I remember they played – Marshawn Lattimore had a bad hamstring, and he still held this man to zero catches. So I don't know if this man giving him nightmares at night or what, but Mike Evans got to tie it up. Or Brady got to start throwing to somebody else. God win. Yeah, we got other targets, and ain't like we got – And hey, and why Gronk didn't play? Gronk barely played. I thought he was going to get some love. He barely played on Sunday. I don't Damn. know. But shout-out to the Saints, though, bro. I ain't got much to say about that game, bro. It was it was a it was a beatdown in my opinion, even though it was close. But let's talk about the Michael Thomas injury moving forward, though, bro. I think he uh, is going to be out for a couple of two to three weeks. How do you feel like this will impact them moving forward? Being that he is the the definitely the biggest weapon. I don't know who else is next. Yeah, he, he the biggest weapon on the Saints right now. Uh, they got Emmanuel Sanders, so Sanders. That, that that that's definitely a great backup if um Michael Thomas goes down. I feel like it'll hurt them a little bit, but I trust Drew Brees. I trust Emmanuel Sanders. I trust the rest of this Saints offense to still generate wins. Mm-hmm. Uh, the fact that Drew Brees, of all people, was able to get hurt and Teddy Teddy came in and was still able to function with that offense and produce while Brees was out and Brees came back in and they still kept that flow. I feel like it's the same way with Michael Thomas in a sense. As long as there are still other key parts of that offense performing, I feel like the Saints can still get the job done. Uh, if they lose to a better team, like a better matchup, I wouldn't be surprised. Like, if they play somebody to their caliber or maybe higher and they lost, I'd just be like, okay, they just had a simple loss. But I don't see them losing any games that they should win just because Michael Thomas is out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think my Michael Thomas' injury is going to be huge. I could see them losing their next – I could see them losing their next three games, honestly, bro. He, he's that big of their offense. He's that big. Who do they play next for their next three? Ooh, next three, next three Saints games. Let me hold on. Saints next three games. Uh, 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 uh. They got the Raiders, they got the Packers, and they got the Lions. Raiders oh, dub. Raiders is a dub. Lions is a dub. Packers they might lose to. Like I said, he's going to be that big that they're going to miss him that much that they will lose to the Raiders. Later, Raiders played well last week, too. So, shout out to the they Raiders. Did. We ain't going to talk too much about him, but the Raiders played well. All right, bro, let's dive into this Cam. Cam with the Patriots got loose, bro. Yeah. I think he had 155 yards passing, 75 yards rushing on, like, 15 carries and, like, two touchdowns. Two touchdowns, yeah. Yeah, Cam was looking real nice. She looked healthy. And best dressed. Best dressed this week for the NFL. I mean, and that's always, though. But oh, yeah, always. That's, I, that's I always. had to highlight that, though. That suit was clean. Yeah, that's always, though. But, man, Cam was getting loose. He looked healthy. That's really what I wanted to see. Did he look healthy? And, and, and it was just so good to see watching he, my man. I didn't watch it live. Good. He looked lean. He looked muscular. Yeah. He, he just he that's looked the skinniest energized. I've seen, Cam. He looked like he'd been playing with this team already for a season or so. Like, he, he just looked well into it. He looked now, like, I don't agree with that. No, I, I feel like he he played – he looked like he played at least a couple games with them. Already. I felt like they kept it real safe and real simple in that first game. And a lot of people – yeah, yeah. I mean, it's the first week. And this is a – we got to take that into account for all of these teams. It's only the first week of the season, no preseason. So, we can't really too much overreact to what's going on. But I feel like what's going on, the offense. Do you think the offense will stay the same moving forward with Cam 15 carries type shit? 
Yeah, because you can't have a quarterback like Cam and not give him that. Do you think he lasts? Do Do I think he'll last? Last the season. He has no choice but to. No you can't keep that offense and expect him to, to last, bro. You got to at least reduce the carries. 15 carries is a lot. Especially when we all have said, like, this receiving court. We can't blame Cam with this receiving court if they oh, don't no, we go can't. that far. So we've said that multiple times. So you have no choice but to kind of go with that system of integrating 10 to 15 runs with Cam per game. Like, you have to. Like, that just has to, that has to be a part of your system. And this makes me look at Belichick with a, a raised eyebrow. Because I'm like, yeah, obviously he doesn't have the weapons. And we're going to get into that a little later uh, into the weapons issue. But are you trying to use him up? I feel like he really doesn't want him to be the quarterback next season the way he's using Cam right now. I feel like you can't want him to be your future or assign him to a a two-year, three-year contract after this season if you're using him the way you're using him. You feel what I'm saying? He's taking big hits every week. I'm like, damn, I don't know. I don't, but you, that's assuming he takes big hits every week. I feel he like with this, pace, this week, I, I don't know. I don't know, man. First, it's a division game. So I feel like division teams know you very well. And no matter how trash the Dolphins may be at times or whatever, it, it's a division game. And that O line versus that D line, it might be a little bit harder to guard these defensive linemen who play you twice a season, every season. Like, they know you a little bit better than other teams. So you might take a couple of big hits versus the Dolphins as opposed to the Ravens defense or as opposed to the um, – who else defense? The Bengals defense or something like that. You're playing a team that plays you multiple times throughout the year each year. So I don't know. I ain't going to say he's going to take big hits every week. I feel like – plus, he's grown more mentally with this game to where I don't feel like he's going to put himself in situations to get hit multiple times like that, we're going to see a lot more sliding cam and more mm-hmm. running out of bounds cam than I'll take some of these guys head up type cam because he knows the situation he's in. Yeah. And I was seeing a lot of people bro, on get up saying, man, cam ain't going to last. I was basically playing devil advocate in the, the past question I asked you, bro. And they were talking about, yeah, this junk ain't sustainable. This, that, the third. And this, this is the point I had was bringing up when I was looking at, it. I was like, cam has never gotten hurt while running. Right. He's never gotten hurt while running. He's always gotten hurt while throwing the uh, throwing it, throwing the ball, or while he's in the pocket. That's the only time he's getting hurt. When he had his shoulder injury, he's throwing the ball. He got hit right on the shoulder. His right. foot injury, he's in the pocket trying to get out of the pocket. He messes up his foot. But while running the ball, he's never gotten hurt. So I was like, when they were bringing up the question, I'm bringing up the is it sustainable? I was like, he can get through this. We've seen it before. I know he's right. older. But we've seen him never get injured with runs before. He's the biggest quarterback. He's bigger than your linebacker. He's not really affected by a lot of the hits that he's taking, even if he does take hits. And like you said, he did slide a couple of times. He did take some hits. But he did slide more often than Cam usually does. So I'm glad to see that. But I think Cam can still get through this season, though, bro, even if he's running. Because I think he's still Cam. He's still 6'5", 260, right. 250, whatever he is. And like I said, he's never gotten hurt while running. So I was seeing that question a whole lot, bro. He ain't going to make it through the season. He ain't going to do this. I'm like, man, he ain't never got hurt. But he don't got a lot of help, bro. He ain't got a lot of help. He got a 34-year-old Edelman. He got a Nikhil Harry. He was looking shaky. He fumbled at the one-yard line. The, the Man, they should have scored way more points than what they had. But yeah. uh, Nikhil Harry was shaky. And then after that, you really ain't got nobody. You got, a, you got James White. 
But in Burkhead, it's just like, damn, who are your weapons, my G? But I, I feel like we'll find out. This team, will, like we said, is week one. Can't overreact too much. We we see what we see right now, and we know what we've seen from these other players who are already on this Patriot roster. So I feel like just give it a couple weeks. Let's wait. Let's wait till the tough matchups come, and then like they got really, Seahawks on Sunday. And yeah, I think I that's they got the Seahawks on Sunday. So that that's a perfect that's a perfect game for us to like really sit here and see. Okay, what is Cam gonna do with what he got? What what is Belichick and Cam gonna do with what they have against a real defensive threat against mm-hmm. a real team that's a playoff team for their um for their conference? Yeah, because Cam really didn't have crazy wide receivers when he was with uh what's name when he was with Carolina either. So I don't want to say like he depends on wide receivers or whatever, but it's just like damn, my nigga, you have nothing. <laughs> you have yeah. nothing over there with New England though. You have nothing, and I think with the with the Seattle Seahawks, bro, we're really gonna see, and I think that's gonna make Belichick make a move though make a real, real move moving forward for a wide receiver. And like I said, we're going to dive into that later. But let's move on to the Eagles versus Washington. Eagles got came back on 17-0. No, not Washington uh, Redskins. Washington football team came back on them, bro. So how you feeling about the Skins and the Eagles, bro? Uh, I'm proud of the Washington team, football team, whatever we're calling them. <laughs> Fantasy-wise, I really wish AP was still on this team. He, he got off with the Lions. I ain't going to lie, he got off with the Lions, but I just really would have preferred him staying with the Washington football team. But shout-out to Dwayne Haskins playing a great game. He he did very, very well. I did not expect that. I didn't really expect much from him coming into this. I didn't expect him to be trash, but I didn't expect him to start out start out the gate the way he has. So shout-out to him. I hope he continues to do well with this team. Coach Rivera over there, I feel like he's been whispering in his ear a little bit, making sure he – understands how to be effective and use his abilities well. So shout out to Coach Ron Rivera with that. Uh, the Eagles? Before Eagles you dive into it, I want to say this. And Derek, I'm talking to you. <laughs> the Eagles are men. Oh, yeah, they, 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 boy. They, they I don't hear nothing about the Eagles no more. But it's like, nothing. I don't, it's like I'm disappointed in them in a sense because it's like you got the Cowboys in your division who always get in their own way. So it's like, as the Eagles, all you have to do is just win your games and just prove that you're the better team in that division. It's like they get put in situations all the time when they can't rise to the occasion. The Cowboys are going to shoot themselves in the own foot. They can rise to the occasion and then still shoot themselves in the own foot. Well, with the Eagles, it's like y'all just need to find a way to continue to – if you have a lead like this, keep it. And then just get that win and then move on to the next week and just find a way to continuously be effective offensively. I feel like that's the biggest thing they need to worry about. Look, the Washington Redskins, I feel like I said this before and niggas was laughing at me. I said they had one of the best front sevens last season. Mm -hmm. Folks was laughing at me when I said this because the Skins had a bad record. But I'm telling you, they had two of the best DTs and their DNs was solid already. With Sweat and Kerrigan. I was like, bro, they got some of the best front seven. With Chase Young? Chase Young was on wits heavy on Sunday. They have a top five front seven already, bro. Already. And they're young. Even though Kerrigan is old, they're really young with their front seven, bro. I got Chase Young winning rookie of the year. I said it before. I say it again. I'm winning. Shout out to the Washington football team. Shout out to Ron Rivera, bro. He going through Kansas, still getting the dubs in, bro. And... I'm going to save my take. Let's move on to the, the Cowboys and the Cowboys and the Rams, bro. 
Are these the same old Cowboys, though? Yeah, same old Cowboys. Don't care. <laughs> same old Cowboys. Okay, no, no, you need to spend but time. Did you have them in the Super Bowl? Uh, deep, deep in the Super Bowl? Uh, yeah. Deep in the playoffs? Deep, I, they weren't my top two NFC teams to make to the uh to the Super Bowl. But what I seen from them, I expected. They they look like the same, literally the same team. They have no excuse to be that way. I'm not giving them an excuse or anything. It's just. We've seen it before. They better not keep doing it. Otherwise, I'm really going – I'm. it's week one. They did. They pulled some Cowboy stuff week one. I'm going to treat it like they did some Cowboy stuff. But they, they better not keep doing this. Otherwise, I'm going to have to dig into them. They ain't got no excuse to not be good this year. I don't want to hit it. Got a new, you got Mike McCarthy. He been with the Packers this entire time. And we all know the, the legacy of the Packers being a stout team throughout their entire season. Um, mm-hmm. His entire coaching career there. So – I don't want to hear we got a new coach. Y'all, y'all got a decent ass new coach to complain. So these are the same old Cowboys, and I feel like their offense is so boring and so not exciting for all of the talent that they have. And let, let, let me say this. Let me say this. I'm gonna need Zeke to put his shirt down. I'm not. I'm not going to read. I'm not going to feed me every time. I'm <laughs> reading Why do you want that man to put his shirt down? That's that, a that's just, tax. That's a stomach tattoo. First off, it's too low on his stomach. It's not the fact that because I have a stomach tattoo. It's too low on your stomach. Like we're we're, we're pushing groin area here, and you got feed me written across. Like I don't I don't nah. I can't do that. <laughs> I just had to say that. Continue what you got to say. Let the artwork is rock. amazing. I, I let let that man rock, man. But this is what I want to say. Should we be questioning Dak Prescott more than we want to admit, bro? I think you he's the one saying no. I'm, I'm gonna let you talk. I'm gonna let you talk. He's, I'm gonna let you talk because you were the one. He's the, you were the one. I'm gonna let you talk. What do you Go mean? I, what do you mean he's the one? I just want. I just wanted the black man to get paid. That's all no, I want. You, you, you said he deserved. You said he deserved to get paid. So go he ahead. Does. I want the black man to get his money, but with all I of these co- talk about this. all of these coaching money. staffs, but this is what I always say about that. I was like, if this is Tony Robo, you paying him because he has two, uh, uh, two. Uh, Playoff wins under his belt. I was like, if Tony Roma had two playoff wins, you're paying him in a second. But since it's a black man, you don't want to pay him. So that's why I always was like, I don't like how they treating him over there. But I was like, if we just looking at the common denominator on why they keep struggling year by year, we have to look at Dak Prescott. I we said this. To. I said this. I'm not going to talk about it. I said we it. Have we to go look back at Dak in the clip. <laughs> I said this. We have to look at Dak Prescott, bro. He's the common denominator for them struggling all these years. Can he break out of it? It is week one, but he is the common denominator for all the struggling that's going on. I just wanted to say that. I do want the black man still to get his money. I feel like he should have been paid already, but he is the reason for the struggles. I'm all for black athletes, black people in general, getting they just do checks. But when it's not just do because of your abilities, I'm pointing it out. And I'm pointing it out several times. It It was just do because, like I said, one year, you telling him he got to win a playoff game. He wins a playoff game. Now you're saying, oh, you ain't got the yards. He get the yards. You still don't want to pay him. It's like, man, what is the criteria for getting paid with the Cowboys? I don't know. And now you said, now you say he got to make the playoffs. Now you got to get to the Super Bowl now. It's like, man, you want keeping all this criteria, moving the goalposts when Romo was back there. You want moving the goalposts. Now it's a whole lot of goalposts moving. And that's, what, that's the point I was saying. Uh, in the earlier podcast, the earlier NFL podcast. You keep moving the goalposts when it comes to paying that. But now I'm seeing clearly, I said, like I said, I think he should still get paid, but I see it's a common denominator that he is the, the, the catalyst for the issue is what I would say. Hopefully that will change. 
Let's move on. Cardinals versus the 49ers. Are the Cardinals for real? Oh, yeah. I said it before the season started. Cardinals for real. They're going to be um, one of the most exciting teams to watch this year. I love the way D-Hop performed in his first game there. Love the way Kyler Murray performed. The, the whole team looked amazing. They looked good on offensive and defensive end. I was very impressed. Yes, sir. Yeah. If you didn't listen to our uh, NFL live stream, me and Eggert both got the Cardinals going to the playoffs, man. So definitely, I definitely think they will be for real. I think they are all a contender, contender to look forward to. And I feel like they always play well against the 49ers, too. If I was doing picks this week, I definitely would have picked the Cardinals for the, uh, for this week or for this past week, bro. Yeah, and the uh, 49ers ain't play trash. It's just I feel like the Cardinals are the better team this year. And they, they just Ooh, play like You think they're the better team? I wouldn't say all that now. Oh, no, I said this. I wouldn't say that. I still had the 49ers winning this division. I think the Cardinals make the playoffs, but the 49ers winning this division. I, 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 picked the, uh, I picked the Cardinals to win the division. Nah, you didn't. You picked the Seahawks. Oh, no, no. I, I picked the Seahawks to win. I picked the Cardinals to be above the 49ers. My bad. I forgot mm-hmm. the Seahawks were in the same division. Yep. All right, moving on from that. So, shout out to Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray went crazy. D-Hot went crazy. Shout out to all of them. Like I said, now we're moving on to Ravens versus Browns. Lamar, back-to-back MVP? The Browns are the Browns. We're not talking about that team. We're strictly going to talk about the Ravens right now. Browns uh, already tearing apart? You don't want to answer my first question? Oh, the Browns already tearing apart? <laughs> they were never together to begin with. <laughs> you got to be together to tear apart. Uh, Lamar Jackson, possible back-to-back MVPs. I can see it. Uh, the Ravens. Definitely, uh, I said it before the season started. I'll say it again now after week one. Definitely still my um, second option to make out of the AFC to make it to the Super Bowl. So, yeah, they played like it. They showed it. They they looked like they didn't miss a beat. Who did you pick to get to the Super Bowl? Uh, Chiefs. I said the Chiefs have the best odds, but there are three teams that could stand in their way, and it was the Bills, the Ravens, and the – what was the other AFC team? <laughs> Titans, I think. Yeah. And I picked the Titans in the uh, Niners? Titans in the Niners, I feel like I picked for my Super Bowl prediction. But, yeah, uh, I don't know how I feel about that after watching week one. Both of them look mighty shaky. But it is week one. It is week one. But that Titans game, oh, my goodness. You seen that You seen that game? Dude missed four field goals for the Titans? Uh, I, part of me didn't want to watch because I drafted the Titans kicker. For- you did? Goskowski? <laughs> Literally, like, my goodness! Literally, like two days before the game, I drafted. Bro, they should have won by like fifteen points, but they only won by one because of the kicker. Yep. Oh my god, that is crazy, bro! How many? How how deep were you in the negatives with that? I didn't even look. Like I, I, I lost. <laughs> I lost the week before that. Before that game even happened. After Sunday, I was like, "Yeah, I'm not winning this week. I don't even give a damn about Monday night." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> man. But Lamar looked good. He looked like he he really didn't miss a beat from last season. And this is, and this kind of goes with the same argument I feel like with the the teams that didn't have a lot of change. They're gonna have come off to faster starts. Like the Chiefs didn't have a lot of change. Ravens didn't have a lot of change. So they're they're gonna get off to quicker starts into the season and get like ready to go. But the teams like the Patriots that got a lot of uh, changes, the Bucks got a lot had a lot of changes. It's gonna you have to wait until like week four until they really kick it in the gear. And really look like a player. I need people to understand this real quick before we move on to the next game. 
I never said the Bucks were going undefeated. I need people to stop putting words in my mouth. Because <laughs> I've had several people say to me or come up to me and say, yeah, I thought y'all was going undefeated. I'm like, where did I say this? Like, I never I, – you know me. I said, like, 10 and 6, 11 and 5 season. Like, I've said that. Like, we have no excuse to not go, like, 11 and 5. I don't know why people are thinking I said we were going undefeated. I never said that. I don't give a damn how big of a Bucks fan I am. I'm not crazy. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I just needed to address that. I never said undefeated season. Oh, no. And I said we were split with the Saints. I definitely said that. Like, I need people to understand what I'm saying. Like, they're, they're not listening to the pod. I need y'all to listen. They ain't listening, bro. They're not listening because I said <laughs> we were split with them. Never said we were beating the Saints twice. I said the, I said the only team we were going to beat twice this year were, were the Panthers. I, I even said we were going to split with Atlanta because I like the way Atlanta got their talent this year. So I, I definitely need people to understand what I'm saying with that. Stop putting words in my mouth. <laughs> all right bro let's move on to the next segment which is two wild wednesdays wednesdays two wild wednesdays this will be our quote-unquote overreaction version overreaction monday version of the q e podcast bro we will give statements and we will let you know if it's an overreaction or not an overreaction first one from me wow Huh? Or to, oh, too wild. Yeah, my fault. Too wild or not too wild. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right. My first statement. Are the Bucks overrated? I knew you was going to do something. <laughs> <laughs> Are the Bucks overrated? Too wild. Too wild. Too wild. It's week one. Got an L. Go back to the drawing board. Chalk it up. On the week two. Too wild. Not too wild. Wow, <laughs> not too wild, but when I see it, I a lot to work on, a lot to work on, a lot to work on. I will remember on. that. I will remember that. <laughs> I will. Next one. Will the cow? The Cowboys. Oh, my statement is the Cowboys will not make the playoffs. From my own opinion, that's too wild. They're way too talented, and not the coaching is there. They, they the coaching is there. They are not too wild, and I will dive into my next statement. I'm going to knock your socks off. The Washington football team will win the NFC East and will make the playoffs. And I am sticking to it as my bold prediction. Oh, I thought you had a third one after that. I was going to say, you better not say that. Okay. <laughs> I thought you were gonna say some real crazy shit. Hey, hey, had to build the had to build up the suspense. <laughs> so, though the Washington football team will make the playoffs and win the division. Too wild playoffs, or not too wild? Make the playoffs. That's not too wild. And uh, win the division. That's too wild. Yeah, that's too wild. They they it's they not too wild. I can definitely see them making the playoffs, but winning the division, nah, that's too wild. And this is what I would say. Like I said, they already have the front seven. And what I seen on Sunday with Dwayne Haskins, even though I don't think they have all the requisite weapons that you need, a quarterback needs, they have some with Terry McLaurin and with uh, Antonio Sims. But the improvement from Haskins was good. I love Coach Rivera. That is my coach. So I'm rocking out with the Washington football team, the front seven, and the quarterback improvement is something I'm looking at. And the futility of the other two teams in that division with the Eagles and the Cowboys is the reason I am going with this. I did have the Cowboys coming into the season, 
But what I seen on Monday is the same thing as last year. And with the Eagles, they look really mid. So I'm going with the Washington football team as the division winners of the NFC East. All I'm saying is I got the Giants being the second team in the NFC East. I said this before the season. I was After saying what it. you just seen on Monday, you still rocking with Giants, that? <laughs> Giants will be the second best team in that division. I'm just saying. Didn't, didn't Saquon Barkley have 18 rushes for six yards? The Giants, the New York Giants, will be the second best team in the NFC division by the end. Of who the do you season. say will win? Who do you say will win? Cowboys. Cowboys gonna Cowboys. win. Giants gonna be second. And I had, I think I had Washington at third. Probably. I can't you remember who last. I had at third. We we Probably might have to. Last. We got. I gotta look back at the clips. I I can't remember who I had third and fourth, but I definitely had Cowboys and Giants top two. Skins will make the playoffs, bro. Skins will make the playoffs and win the division. Not too wild. Uh, next one is my last one. Russell Wilson will win the NFL MVP. That's not too wild. Not too wild. And while we talking about Russ, uh, let's go to the fact that I said earlier. It has been documented, at least by Bleacher Report, that Russell Wilson's entire career, throughout his entire career, he has zero, zero MVP votes. Cap. He has not been. That's that has to be capped. I don't know who is. I don't know who put that article. I don't know who made that um post, but that can't be true. Russell Wilson zero votes. Like you got no votes at all for MVP throughout your entire career. That has to be counted. I need to see the numbers. Look, because I was telling this to Edgar, I was like, bro, the same year Cam won MVP, I could have sworn, uh, Russell Wilson was second, second or third. So he he should have been getting votes for MVP. So the fact, because Cam wasn't unanimous by any means, so it's like he had to have been getting votes. Because like I said, he was second or third in that uh, MVP voting, bro. So I'm like, he got no MVP votes. That's what I'm like, saying. Something is off. Something like, got to so be off. Are we, because when they say that, when Bleacher Report said that, I'm looking like, are you guys just counting, like, league official votes, or are you counting the whole spectrum of fan votes, player votes, like all that type of stuff? Because we count all that type of stuff. Now, obviously, Russell Wilson got votes, but – if we're just talking like league official, like high end NFL people votes, mm-hmm. I probably wouldn't be shocked by that. But still, it's like it's Russell Wilson, like zero votes. Your whole career, you have zero MVP votes. Mm-hmm. I gotta see the numbers. I have to. That's yeah. dis- that's disrespectful. Yeah, the way he runs for his life and puts his team in playoff contention every year—that's crazy to me. Yeah. Not too wild, man. He he just thrashed the Falcons on Monday, and I feel like he's probably gonna do the same thing on against the Patriots on Sunday night, bro. So, who Russell Wilson starting to look like he's gonna get off to a good start, and it looks like they're starting to change the offense too. They're not yeah. really run. They're not really run based like they were last year. Look like they're starting to let Russell actually air it out this year, which they should have been doing. They got weapons with Lockett, Metcalf. Now you got Josh Gordon. It's like you need to be airing this thing out, especially when Russell got a. Uh, run for his life in the pocket anyway. I was like, man, you might as well air it out. So it's like he's going to get his MVP. Will DK Metcalf become the best receiver Russell Wilson has ever had? Better than Doug Baldwin? Probably. I would say, yeah. Talent-wise, I could definitely see it. Oh, yeah, I I would say, yeah. And when it comes to stats, obviously, we got to wait. We got to wait for at least for three to four years with DK Metcalf. We got to wait. But talent-wise right now, the way I'm looking – DK Metcalf got potential to be the best receiver this man had. So I feel like that's played that plays a huge part in why they're starting to let Russ like air it out more. Cause it's like, hey, I don't think you've ever had a receiver like this. So 
Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. We got something for two-hour Wednesday. No, nah, you gave you gave all of them this week. This this our first week of it, but best believe by next Wednesday, it's it's definitely gonna be some questions. All right, bro, let's dive into the rankings of the week. Edgar, what is your top five for this week, bro? For week one, top five for this week, I got Chiefs at number one, got Ravens at number two, number three. Whew. Three through five, where it get complicated for me. Three. This is a stretch. I put the Seahawks at number three. Even though all they, they only played Atlanta. But I got Packers at number four. And number five. Ugh. Mmm. Who I want at number five? This is the tough one right here. I put Bills at number five. For me, I got the Chiefs and the Ravens, the easiest two. Three, I got the Seahawks. Four, I have the Arizona Cardinals. I was thinking about putting them in there. I was thinking about the Arizona Cardinals at night. I was thinking about it, but I was like, let me wait till next week. Let me wait. I got the Arizona Cardinals at number four, bro. And I got the, uh, who else I got? And I got the Saints at five for week one. They will be dropping next week. I'm letting you know. This is just for week one. They will be dropping next week. <laughs> this is just for week one. All right, bro. So let's dive into the picks of the week. So I got the schedule right here in front of me. So for Thursday night, we got the Browns and the Bengals. Who you got? Are you hold on? Are you trying to put some money on this? Didn't we put money on this last year? This is the most unanticipated football game of the week. Yeah. <laughs> it has a prime time slot. <laughs> Oh my god, this game has a prime top slot. That does not make sense at all. Are we putting money on this? Are we putting money on this this year? Five dollars, Bengals. Right up. Now I'm talking about we putting money on the whole thing. How we uh whoever win the most games. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, we got the whole season to do this now. Cause we started yeah. in the middle of the season. Yeah, let's do this. Uh, what's going? What's the grand prize? What twenty dollars at the end of the season? Twenty. Yeah, built up. Let's well, build it up to twenty. Yeah. Whoever got the most wins in the end of the season, it'll be two. Hold on. You was about to bet me $5 on who, who was going to win the Bengals and Browns game? Who who you picking? Bengals. Oh, I'll take you up on that five, buddy. I'll take <laughs> you up on that five. I'm going Browns. I'll I take you up on that five. Oh, yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. I got Browns then. Browns at home. That's the funny part about it. <laughs> the Browns <laughs> are at home. The Browns are at oh, home. So we, oh, virtual shake. Virtual shake. Virtual shake. Yes, sir. Right. Yes, sir. Oh, y'all seen that now. Y'all seen Virtual that. Shake. All right. So, Bengals and Browns, you got the Bengals. Mm-hmm. All right, I got the Browns. Okay, Giants versus the Bears. Bears at home. I'll take the Bears. Yeah, I got the Bears. Uh, Falcons versus Cowboys. Uh, Cowboys. Give me the Falcons. Give me the Falcons. Uh, Lions versus Packers. Hmm. Matt Stafford got you thinking? <laughs> Two-game win streak? Nah, 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 I'm going with my gut. I'm going with the Packers. <laughs> going with my gut. Packers. Yeah, I got the Packers. Vikings versus Colts. Oh my goodness! Same old sorry ass Philip Rivers gave up the game last week to the Jags. I'm going with the Colts. 
I'm going with the Colts. <laughs> I'm going with the Vikings, man. I'm going with the Vikings. Bills versus Dolphins. Uh, I got the Bills on the road. Yeah, I got the Bills. 49ers versus Jets. 49ers. I feel like somebody missing. I think Richard Sherman is on IR for the next three weeks as well, so he will not be available next three weeks. But I still got the 49ers, though. Uh, Rams versus Eagles. Mm. It's a lot of one o'clock games. My goodness. Rams Man. versus Eagles. Rams versus Eagles. Uh, hard knocks or mid? <laughs> Literally tough decision. Yeah, this is a hard one. Uh, I'll go with the Rams. Yeah, give me the Rams. Broncos versus Steelers. Who home? Who the home team? Steelers I mean, home. Steelers home. I'll go with Steelers. I'll go with Steelers. I do think the Broncos will make the playoffs, though. If you watch the live stream, I do think the Broncos will make the playoffs. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if Cortland Sutton is going to be back either. He didn't play in week one. But if he's back for week two, I do expect a good game. But I am picking the Steelers. Uh, Panthers versus Bucks. Oh, I got us. I got us. Yeah, I got Bucks. Jags versus Titans. Titans. The Jags showed a lot of heart versus them Colts, though. I'm going to rock out with the Titans, but I've seen the heart. I've seen the heart. Uh, Washington football team at the, at the Cardinals. Cardinals. Yeah, I got the Cardinals. Uh, Ravens versus Texans. Ravens on the road. Ravens on the road. Yep. Chiefs at Chargers. Super Bowl team? Heart <laughs> Super Bowl team. Either. I thought you was about to pick the upset. I was like, oh, hold on. All right, yeah, I'm going with the Chiefs. All right, Sunday night game. Patriots versus Seahawks at the Seahawks. I'm going with Cam. Patriots going to get that road win versus Seattle. I'm rooting for the Patriots, but we got money on the line, so I got to go Seahawks. <laughs> I got Seahawks, and we got money on the line here. I like, with the Seahawks. I like Cam for the first Sunday night back upset. All right, that's a bet. I do hope that nigga win, though. No cap. All right, Saints versus Raiders, Monday night football. I got the Saints. I have the Raiders. <laughs> I have the Raiders for my Monday night, man. Let's get it, Raiders. Let's go Josh Jacobs, Derek Carr. Derek Carr had a great game, too. I want to talk to the old boy. What's the old boy name from Derek Pod? Oh, uh, Dwayne. Dwayne. Dwayne, <laughs> I, I hope you listening to this. Please stop comparing Marcus Mariota to Derek Carr after what I just seen on Sunday night. Derek Carr is still a top 15 quarterback in this league. Please stop trying that, man. All right, now we can move on. Uh, games, what's the uh, best game you're looking forward to? Mm, best game, best game. Probably that Sunday night game, Patriots versus Seahawks. Yeah, yeah that's the game I'm most looking forward to. Yeah, ain't really too many crazy games this week. Yeah, yep. I rock up with that. I rock up with that. Yep, Patriots Seahawks. Yep, gonna see a lot from them. All right, bro. Let's get on to the regular topics, bro. So we have Kamara and Alvin Kamara and Dalvin Cook get their contract extensions. I want to say Dalvin Cook got like twelve and a half million uh, per year, and Kamara got like fifteen, like five years, seventy-five. So yeah. shout out to both of them. I did not know they were gonna pay Kamara like that, though. That's crazy. I didn't think they was going to do it either, but hey. Shout out, yeah. Shout out to them, though. Shout out to them. We'll see the future with them, so. Yep. 
of next topic. I got the ACC football season could be in jeopardy if fewer than eight teams do not play because of the pandemic. One of the games this weekend was canceled. The Virginia-Virginia Tech game was canceled because yep. multiple players had the, uh, had the coronavirus. So if they say uh, less than eight teams have it, they will not be going forward with the season. It will be postponed until whenever. Eight, they canceled. Eight teams or more than eight teams? Uh, eight or less. Oh, oh okay. Eight or, okay. Yeah, so if eight teams are playing, I think you're good. So, so it should be less than eight. So if eight teams are playing, y'all good. So if you get the seven teams, then you yeah you got to postpone. Oh oh, I thought you meant like eight or more like teams have it. You mean like literally like cancel games or something like that? Oh, okay, I see. Yeah. So if eight teams cannot play that week, if eight teams can't play that week because of their players have coronavirus or whatever, they're going to cancel the whole season or postpone the whole season because of that. So that's something they are talking about. Like I said, one game this past week was already canceled. So that's something we could be looking forward to. Uh, Later this week, the Big Ten is coming back. Everybody playing again. Let's do it. October 24th. I want to say the Pac-12 should be coming back soon. I think they already announced theirs as well. Um, I think they said it was like mostly the, the, the advancement of technology and the advancement of testing is the reason why they're coming back and they can play now. I think they can have they're gonna have like medical um medical testing stations on like campus and things like that so you can be tested more quickly and get your results quickly is what i'm hearing and that's how everybody can uh come back now right and uh yeah how do you feel about it though do you think everybody should be coming back you think they need to come back i feel like might as well because if you guys if the big 10 and pat 12 try to wait until like spring to play and it's only those two leagues playing not leagues but those two uh what you call it? Um, conferences. Conferences playing. Excuse me. I feel like it's going to be very boring. <laughs> the views are going to be down. The money ain't going to rake in the way they think it is. So I feel like from a business standpoint, they're also thinking like, is we either play now or we just don't play this season. So yeah. I feel like that's the mindset that those two conferences have. And the funniest thing about this whole situation, they said this, this, they agreed to this whole coming back and returning this week. They said if they would have agreed to this next week, they wouldn't be eligible for the national championship game. Yeah, but they said they're going to have a mm-hmm. – yeah, they're going to come back on October 24th. So that gives them just enough time to have like an eight-game season or something like that. They're going to have an eight-game season, and that will determine if you get into the college football playoff or uh, uh, whatever, moving down the line. But they said if they would have came back next week and agreed to it, it would have been too late because it would have been after the uh, college football selection time. But what I do want to say is, you only got eight games. If you're Ohio State, you can't lose. You can't lose any games. Not only can you not lose, you got to blow people out. You have to. Because this is a situation where a one loss or maybe even certain situations, depending on how it play out, a one or two loss SEC team might get the nudge over a one loss Ohio State team or an undefeated Ohio State team, maybe, if it's the right team with the right comparison of schedules. Mm-hmm. Yeah, bro. So it's definitely going to be something to look forward to. SEC is coming back on the 26th. Uh, the Big Ten is coming back on October 24th. And I don't forgot when the Pac-12 is coming back, but they should be coming back soon as well. Let's move on to social media wants to know. First question. Is Mike D'Antoni the best fit for the Philadelphia 76ers? 
I don't, nah, no, no. Tyloo, I can definitely see that fit working. Who else? Sam Cassell, I can see it working. I don't see a perfect gel for that. But Mike D'Antoni, hell no. I don't see that as a perfect fit. I mean, the name itself of Mike D'Antoni going there, you think it's it's an upward swing regardless because it's Mike D'Antoni. But a perfect fit? No, I don't see that. You finna say some wild shit. I already know. It's wild. It's two wild Wednesday. Go ahead. Uh, no, nah, I ain't finna say nothing crazy. But Mike D'Antoni, like he does all of his point guards, all of his star players, will make Ben Simmons an MVP. He going to get Joel Embiid up out of there. I can't see Joel Embiid working with a Mike D'Antoni system. I just can't see it working. So if they hire D'Antoni, I can't see Embiid being there for that long. So I could definitely see Ben Simmons really coming into his own and let him really get the reins and be the MVP that we know he can be. So I think he is the best fit for that team. So he did get fired from the Rockets this past week. So who do you think is a good fit with the Rockets, though? I like the... I like the Sam Cassell possibility. I, I heard they were looking at um they were looking at hiring him. So uh he's not the top option, but I feel like Sam Cassell's been in the coaching staff long enough in the NBA to where he understands how to win basketball games. And I feel like we need more black coaches in the league in general. So I feel like why not give him that nod? He got the resume, he has the wins as an assistant coach. So and he it's not too old, not too young, to where he can vibe with the players no matter what age group. So I, I say go ahead. Go with Sam Cassell. I like that, man. Chauncey Billups to get over there, man. I want Chauncey Chauncey. Billups good, too. I ain't going to lie. That, that'll, be, that'll be an even better one, but Sam Cassell is a great fit. I like, I like Chauncey. Rashad Phillips, shout out to Rashad Phillips. Uh, definitely go follow him on Twitter. He had brought up that point on Twitter, man, and it was he made a good point, man. He's a player's coach. He's a leader. He's been with that Clippers organization, too. It's like he wasn't like a coach, but he was always close to that team. So I feel like he can correct some of the mistakes that he's seen from them this season and take it into a new environment with James Harden. And I feel like he would change the style of that team. It won't be – obviously, it won't be the small ball lineup. They're going to go to more of a traditional lineup. And uh, James Harden won't have the ball more uh, – he'll have the ball less, excuse me, and more down, down screens, things like that. It won't be a James Harden-centric offense with – Chauncey Billups as the coach. It'll be more team oriented because he's with he's been with the Pistons. And we know that Pistons team was uh team oriented. It wasn't everybody, one person was above everybody else. Obviously, Harden will be the star, but more people will get involved if I feel like Chauncey Billups uh gets involved with the Rockets, bro. So I think that is the best fit for the Rockets, though. So shout out to Chauncey. I ain't think about that. So yeah, I, I agree with that. Either yeah. either him or Sale can sell that that'll be a good fit. Oh, yeah, for sure, for sure. Next topic, bro. A lot of rumors have been surrounding OBJ and Allen Robinson this past week. They said they tied the OBJ out there with the Browns. They're shopping them. And Allen Robinson, who is the wide receiver of the Bears, they say he is looking for a trade because he's not getting an extension with the Bears. And they, he deleted everything, everything that had something to do with the Bears. They deleted all of that. He deleted all of that. So he's looking for a trade. OBJ to the Pats? Allen Robinson to the Pats? How you liking it? How you liking it? It's the Patriots. We 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 know they can pull off the impossible moves. Like it, it, it's nothing at this point. So I I wouldn't be surprised by that at all. Yeah, I wouldn't be either. 
and I, I and I'm I'm gonna predict they get one of them. I don't know which one. And and Bill Belichick is yeah, they're going after Odell first off rip. I I would I would disagree. Especially I would say I would say they go after Allen Robinson first. Odell been training with Cam all offseason this offseason. That is true, but the contract is different. And you it know is. Bill Belichick don't want to pay nobody. <laughs> so That's the fact that, that the fact that he getting paid almost 20 million is what is really throwing me off with Odell. How much do you want to pay Odell? And is he, is he just like a one-year rental and you probably going to flip him the next season or are you going to keep him long term? And when, with Allen Robinson, I feel like you can get a more affordable contract out of Allen Robinson. He's probably one of the top 10 to 12 receivers in the league. And you can get more bang for your buck when it comes to him. You feel what I'm saying? Then you can get with the uh, Odell Beckham. So I would say to go after him. Other but either money, one. Other than money, though, I'm going for – maybe I'm just Odell biased because I really rock with Odell heavy. If I was Bill, I'd probably try to reach for Odell first. Oh, yeah. Talent-wise, it's definitely Odell. But, yeah, you know Bill looking at the money. That's Bill, big money. That's what I said. Like, besides money, yeah. the clear answer would be Odell. But money thrown into the situation, contract extensions and all that, then I can see where you choose Allen. But and, I, I Odell and it's crazy because they have the most cap space. We talked about this before. They have the most cap space. So they, could, they can absorb a contract like Odell's and be just fine. That's how much cap space they have. So it's like, bro, whoever you get, whoever you get, just get them immediately. <laughs> the Patriots need them now. Regardless. It's a dub regardless. Exactly. It's a dub, bro. If you get somebody like an Allen Robinson with Edelman, Odell and Edelman. The route tree is going to be crazy. <laughs> the route tree is going to be crazy. Oh, my goodness, my G. It don't matter who they get. They need to get one of them ASAP, though. One of them ASAP. All right, bro, let's move on to the all-NBA teams. They just came out this past week. I think I got it on Twitter, so let me look at them real quick. Uh, I think the first team was Luka, Braun, Giannis, AD, Harden mm-hmm. was the first team. Let me get in there. Let me, in there. You got, let me see. Damn. I can't find them thing right now. Okay, I'll try to look it up. Yeah, I can't find them right now. Hold on. I'm trying to find the second and third team. First team. Had it somewhere. That thing I got lost in the sauce. I got it. You got it? All right. Yeah, what is it? Second team is Kawhi, Jokic, Lillard, CP3, and Siakam. That surprised me because you remember somebody had put CP3 on that second team before. Yeah. I think it was Zach Lowe. He had put him on second team. We was like, no, nah, I don't think CP3 need to be second team. So it's crazy that he got second team, though. And third team, Jason Tatum, Jimmy Butler, Rudy Gobert, Ben Simmons, and Westbrook. Ben Simmons was a name that surprised me. I didn't think Ben. I didn't think Ben was gonna make. I'm a. I'm a Ben Simmons fan. Don't get me wrong, but I didn't think he was good enough this year to be a third team All NBA. And I feel like that was a spot that could be going to somebody like I was going to bring up Bradley Bill. Bradley Bill, second leading scorer in the league, and didn't get any love. Didn't get an All Star nod, and didn't get an All NBA nod, bro. It's crazy, bro. It's crazy. So who else do you feel like was slighted by that list? Really, other than other than Bradley Bill, ain't really ain't really too much to be mad at with these, honestly. Yeah, because I'm looking at a couple of them here. They said uh, Embiid might have been snubbed. Uh, they said Middleton could have been snubbed. Who would you take out for Middleton? On on the second or third team, who would you take out for Middleton? Oh, nobody. You know, I don't really rock for Middleton. But with Bradley Bill, I would have took out I would have took out Ben. 
I just think yeah. I would be here for uh, Bradley Builder. For sure, for sure. I ain't really checking nobody out for a minute. And I rock with Christmas, and I ain't taking nobody out for Christmas. Yeah. Yeah. But that's crazy, though. And this going, everybody was like in an uproar on Twitter, like, man, how Bradley Bill could be the second leading scorer in the league and not be in the All NBA, can't be an All Star. I want to talk, I want to tell y'all about this. I want to plug one of my videos here, too. Jerry yeah. Stackhouse, Jerry Stackhouse video. Jerry Stackhouse was the second leading scorer in the league in 2001 behind Allen Iverson. He did make the All-Star team, but he did not make All-NBA because of the team he was on. And that has something to do with the voting as well. It's like, yeah, you see your points. But the team that Jerry Stackhouse was on was like 37 and 45. And I want to say uh, Bradley Beal's team was even worse. His record was even worse. So I feel like that goes in is, and is accounted for when looking at the All-NBA teams. But so, I feel like, personally, if you make the All-Star team, that has to be a nod to make one of the all NBA teams. It has to. No, nah, like, it's twenty four. It's twenty four all star slots, and it's only fifteen all NBA slots. So somebody got to get cut off. I'm saying, if you're the second leading scorer and you made the all star team, you you should get the nod to make one of the all NBA teams. Now, if you're not one of the leading, if you're not one of the top three or four leading scorers, and you make the um all star team, then I won't be surprised if you don't make any of the all NBA teams. But you're the second leading scorer in the league. And you make the All Star team, and you don't make the All NBA team. That doesn't correlate with me. That doesn't correlate. Was people not fucking with Jerry Stackhouse? Ah, uh, a lot. Oh. A lot of people. A lot of people sleep on Jerry Stackhouse. Definitely go check out my Jerry Stackhouse video on, on my YouTube channel. But yeah, he's definitely one of the most underrated players, bro. So I can I can see your point, but I, like I said, I think the record has a lot to do with people uh, making the All NBA list as well. Like I said, Jerry was 37 and 45, and Bradley Bill was like, did they even win 30 games? I don't even think they won 30 games this season. I don't think so either. Yeah, so it's like, they look at that. So it's like, you can be eating up on a bad team. And uh, since we're giving the all teams, uh, the 2019-2020 all-rookie first team was John Morant, Zion Williamson, Kendrick Nunn, Brandon Clark, and Eric Pascal, or Pascal, however you want to say it. Mm-hmm. And the all-rookie second team was Kobe White, Tyler Hero, Terrence Davis II, P.J. Washington, and Rui Hashimura. I feel like – let me get this takeoff. Zion Williamson – not Zion Williamson. John Morant unanimously was put on the all-rookie first team but did not unanimously win rookie of the year. How the hell does that make sense? That makes absolutely no sense. It was one vote. It's not like he missed unanimous MVP by three or four votes or ten votes. No. One vote. We found out he missed unanimous MVP, not unanimous rookie of the year. He missed it by one vote. But you unanimously make the all-rookie first team. One of two people to only make the um, first team unanimously. That so doesn't how correlate. Are you all- yes, it does. I wanted the only correlate. I'm one of the only two people who made the all-rookie team, but I'm not unanimous MVP. So it's like, oh, yeah, he's autom- He's one of the, he's the only person automatically that we're putting on this team, but he didn't automatically win rookie of the year. Like, that he was the make- best rookie. Out of five players, he was the best rookie. That's why he was unanimous. When it's a team, bro, it's different than it when it's just one player. When it's just one player, it's like, yeah, they gave Zion probably that one vote. That's why he wasn't unanimous, because of it's just one player. It's just a one-player award. But when it's a team, when the it's first a team, rookie that you think of to put on the team, yes, 
He that, bro, he was probably second on do uh rookie of the year list. It was probably Zion and then uh Ja. So you can make the you can still make the first team while being the second second place on the whoever voted that Zion was number one. Unanimously. You're not understanding what I'm saying. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like it's a team, it's five players. So whoever voted, whoever didn't vote for him with the unanimous vote, whoever didn't vote for Ja for rookie of the year. They voted for him in the rookie of the year or rookie first team. Rookie, whatever the fuck you want to call that shit. First team rookie. Because it's a five-player award. So he can do multi can pick multiple people. It's just not a one-man award. It's not a one-man award. So you don't have to be unanimous. It's the difference between you being unanimous in a one-man award and being unanimous in a five-team selection. It's a difference between that. And that's why I'm not really surprised. I seen Ja tweet something about it, but I was like, it don't make sense. Whoever didn't vote for you unanimously, yeah, you were wrong for not voting for Ja because he should have been unanimous. But it still doesn't correlate for you to not be unanimous with the all rookie team. That, that's because that because that would mean because that would mean that correlation would mean that Ja would have been on the second team if we're going like that. So if you don't think he unanimous first team, you think you second team? We supposed to put Ja second team? Because he wasn't unanimous no. rookie of the year? No, he was He was going to make first team regardless of whether That's he... That's what I'm saying. <laughs> he was going to make first team regardless. But it don't matter who... Unanimously who made first team. He unanimously made first team. Yes. That's what I'm saying. Like, how can, how can everybody in the room... Like, let's say the people who are, who are voting are all in the room at one time, and they throw up names on the board. Okay, they're like, Zion Williamson. Yeah. He first team. Everybody else in the room like, eh, nah, yeah, nah, yeah. He he get enough yes to make it. Next person, Kendrick Nunn. Oh yeah, automatically he's in there. He everybody in there says yes automatically. John Morant. Oh yeah, automatically he wins it, no question. But when it comes and then so on and so forth for the rest of the people. But when it comes to the actual Rookie of the Year award. John Morant and Zion Williamson were like the two finalists that everybody. Well, Kendrick Nunn too. Like that was that was a three headed race, honestly. But everybody except one person, like out of that room of people, everybody except that one person voted for Jaw to win Rookie of the Year. That's why I'm not understanding. It's like you look at that name and think automatically he's he's on the all rookie team no question yes because even if he was second place even if he was second place in your mind whoever didn't vote for him even if he was second place in your mind he still makes all rookie first team even if he's not a unanimous first team of a unanimous uh, rookie of the year he's still a unanimous first team selection that's what i was telling you even if the dude who picked zion number one had ja at number two that's still first team rookie of the year or first team rookie team that's what I'm saying. It's a difference between a one-man award and a five-man team selection. So even if you had Ja at number two in the Rookie of the Year race, he would make first team all, uh, first first team all rookie. That's what I'm telling you. It's different between a one-man award and a five-team selection or five-man selection. I just feel like it has to correlate, bro. Like I just didn't like that. I ain't appreciate that. It correlated to me. I feel like he should have been unanimous, but when Ja had tweeted that, I was like, it don't make sense. I was like, I don't really correlate to me. But I was like, all right. All right, bro. What else we got on the docket? Uh, let's move on to entertainment. We got Offset and Cardi going through a divorce. Offset look like he's still 
living his life, posting pics, doing what he need to be doing. So uh, I don't know how he really taking it right now. Uh, I mean, he cheated once before, like two years ago, got caught, publicly apologized, cried on camera, uh, gave her flowers at her concert, interrupted her concert, and gave her flowers on stage and all that. And now two years later, into the third year, yeah, about the third year of the marriage now, and Cardi come out basically saying he's still been cheating like this whole time. Y'all just ain't really know. I mean, some people probably had a nudge on it anyway, but publicly, like, as a whole, we didn't really know what he was doing. But she's saying he's still been cheating this whole time. And I'm just like, damn, bro. Like, you, you nobody can defend that. We can't defend that. And she tried to stay with him you know, for culture and stuff like that. Like, she she felt like culture just needed to have a good family unit. But she like, my daughter deserves better than to see her mom go through stuff like that. So I'm like, hey, it, y'all tried to do it for y'all daughter and make it work. But now it's like, hey, you still got to choose yourself at the end of the day. And that that's not helping. So I, I can't blame Cardi for leaving. I'm, I'm upset with Offset. I'm upset with it. She should have been left, dude, honestly, bruh. That first time he cheated, she should have been out the door. But she came okay, back. Like, married, though. It's like y'all fresh. Y'all fresh in y'all marriage. Like, And I feel like she probably loved him enough to where it's like, I'm not going to let this one incident define who you are. So I'm going to give you a chance to, like, fix this and make this better. I feel like she's not wrong for that. I don't feel like she's wrong for that because y'all just got married. Don't be on no Kardashian shit. And after the first big problem, it's like problem. This cheating, my boy. Like you, it, it, is, but it is. But it's like y'all marry. Is I'm not saying like just because y'all marry, you got to put up with cheating. But it's like if you feel like there's a way to still make it work, try to make it work before you just reach out for divorce papers automatically. Because it's a lot of marriages back in the day, like with our grandparents and stuff like that. Dudes was cheating all the time. It's with grandparents, great grandparents. Go back to that man. That slave. No, boy, I'm saying you gotta stay with the man if because he got a family cross town. No, nah. No, boy, I'm saying is it's like you stayed together because that's just what it was. You stayed together, and I I just feel like that was the mentality she tried to have. It's like let's try to make this work. Okay, you fucked up. You cheated. You wrong for that. Like you need to apologize for that. You need to publicly apologize. For, me, for putting me through that and he did but now okay strike two there is no strike three because it's like strike two you publicly humiliated me to the last straw now so no so I, I i don't blame her for not breaking like divorcing him off the first time but now it's like yeah multiple times he does not listening you gotta go yeah I agree, bro. I agree. And the other thing, only only other thing I have on the docket is the Patty and Gladys junk. You said you watched that. <laughs> what you had said about it, bro? <laughs> what you had said about it? I love. I don't. Yes, we are young, but I love old music. I'm not saying this because I'm too young. I don't know what I'm talking about. So people in the comments or whatever, don't say nothing like that. But. That was a very boring versus. Oh my God. <laughs> it was just, I felt like I was watching two aunties have a conversation that I couldn't interrupt. Like, it was just, oh, that was so boring. It really was. And they, they're older now, so they can't get hyped with their music and stuff like that, how we would want to watch them. Mm-hmm. So it was like, I was watching two aunties in the living room just <laughs> play their favorite old school jams. And I'm like, yeah, I can't watch this. I can't. <laughs> 
<laughs> but the music was funking though. You just couldn't yeah, deal with the music. The, was the, fire, right? the, the selections were great, but the vibe was just like, yeah, I'm gonna go to my cousin's house while I yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I feel it, bro. I feel it. You got something for entertainment, bro? Uh, Kanye West, a lot of crazy tweets and a lot of woke inspirational tweets at the same time. Uh, throughout this week, Kanye been tweeting he wants certain rappers to apologize to him, like J. Cole and Drake and stuff like that. He feels like he's um, he's due for a public apology from people like that. Mm. But at the same time, Kanye been saying some real shit. Uh, although the Video he tweeted today of pissing on the, putting the Grammy in the toilet and pissing on it. First off, who the hell is going to pick it up out of the toilet? Um, but uh, <laughs> putting the Grammy in the toilet and pissing on the toilet, it sent a good message, but it was wild at the same time. And the tweets that he made about black ownership really stuck out to me. He was telling everybody, he's like, look, it's time for these big name artists like myself, Trey, Kendrick, j cole like it's time for people like us to sit at a table and really try to push the envelope for black entertainers getting their masters to their projects and to their music mm. like we generate majority of the music that's enjoyed around the world i think somebody said like 58 to 60 percent of music of top selling music is black people music around the world like i think i forgot who said that but i seen that somewhere and mm. um I was just like, damn, like, he he's speaking the truth, like, for real. And he was saying how uh, it's a shame how he's one of the hardest working and most successful black uh, black entertainers in the country or in the world, damn near. And he has to fight to get masters for a lot of the stuff that he's created. So I was like, hey, Kanye be saying some crazy shit. But on other times, he be saying some shit that we got to listen to. Joe Budden be saying that John all the time, bro. They say it took him like ten to fifteen years just to get a, out of his publishing deal, just to get like his masters and just to get his rights and just to get money for that. It's like, man, these once they get a hold of your contract and your masters, man, it's been like they got you forever. It's like it's hard to get out of those contracts, and even with the big time dogs, like with the Kanyes and with the with the Coles and with the Kendricks, it's like it's hard to get out of those contracts, man. That's why I give such big props to Chris Brown. Chris Brown won um, the fight for his masters with a lot of, I don't know if it's all of his stuff, but a lot of his stuff, he he has the masters too now. So mm-hmm. shout, shout out to Chris Brown for that. I think that was announced either early this year or like the end of last year. But mm-hmm. shout out to Chris Brown for that. He one of the few people who can say that. Yeah. The masters, bro. That's the thing you can have, bro. Once you die, you, your people can still be getting money off the, off the your music that you was making early in your career, man. People can still be eating off that. So you definitely want the masters, bro. You definitely want the masters. And uh, damn, you had oh, something else. Uh, DJ Envy. DJ Envy came out on the Breakfast Club today on their on their daily um radio show, and he gave a quick story about how BET told him he wasn't black enough. And it was partly funny because Charlemagne don't take nothing serious. Charlemagne was like, why are you mad that they told you the truth? <laughs> and I was like, it's funny because he was dead ass. And that's why I laughed when you told me. And I was like, damn, he, they high key right as fuck. <laughs> I was like, but what's the definition of being black enough? Like, you can't say that strictly because his Does he skin- mean skin tone or they mean personality like, wise? He literally meant like, because his skin tone, he wasn't, oh, he wasn't black. Because yeah. DJ Envy always give back to the black community. He went to Hampton, like he went to HBCU. He give back to black communities and like DJ Envy is for the people. So from a character standpoint, you can't say he's not black enough. 
It's just literally the fact that he DJ Envy don't look black nine times out of ten for most people that look at him. He looked so Dominican. That, that was, they look that Hispanic. Was the crazy part of me. Yeah, he looked Hispanic. But yeah, man, that just, <laughs> yeah, I really look, couldn't blame him for that. I really who who you tell who taught him that? You said BT. Oh uh, yeah, BT told him he was a black. <laughs> I think it was like early in his career when he was trying to like pitch a show idea. To oh. BT. He was trying to pitch a show idea to them or something like that, and they told him he wasn't black enough. And I was like, damn. But now it's funny, BT themselves aren't even really black owned anymore. Like exactly. barely any black in those high seats is barely any black faces. So I'm like, that's that's real. Hey, ironic. and somebody and somebody had brought up the idea that they should bring HBCU uh games on BET. It's like yeah. bro, you be playing the same games or same movies over and over again. Why don't you just tap in with the HBCU sports? But you say you for the people, you say you do black entertainment television. Let's get some of that, bro. Show love to the HBCUs, man. It's like, man, I feel like if black people were up there, they could be telling the white folks uh, about it. But with the white folks being up in the higher seats now, I don't know if that will ever come into fruition. But that's something they should definitely look into, though, bro. I, like, I agree. I totally agree. Yeah, bro. I heard that idea. I was like, damn, that makes a lot of sense. Like, bro, instead of playing the same movies every day, just switch it up with a game like a Saturday. Every like a Saturday is like game day. You, yeah, every game that would be lit. That would it definitely was. be lit. Cause when do you see HBCU games on TV? You never see them. You never see them. It'll be hey. on like ESPN three or yeah. Uh, you got to be playing a big name school or something like that. So yeah, and even yeah, yeah. Even then, if they don't feel like it'll get the right views, they ain't gonna play you. Yeah. So. Because I know the classics sometimes be on ESPNU, but sometimes it's not even on ESPNU. It's like, yeah. man, they be trying the biggest HBCU games. They ain't, they ain't even going to show on ESPN. So, yeah, I don't know what the respect, man. So, BT should definitely tap in, though. And uh, that's it you got for uh, – that's all you got for entertainment? Yep. All right, we can slide into the past the Ox segment, bro. So, what song you got for this week? Uh, It ain't even just a song. I've been funking the entire Detroit 2 album for the past day and a half now. And let me say this. Second favorite project from Big Sean. It really is. I, uh, I rock with literally every song on there. The lyrics on that song, on that, um, on that album, that might be Big Sean's best work lyrically. Like, for real, for real. I listen to every single song from 1 to 21. He was, it was crazy. He was he was spitting a lot of knowledge that famous people don't really say. He was saying a lot of stuff against like the government and like um Western medicine and stuff like he was saying a lot of stuff. It was a lot of bars on there that famous people don't really come out and say because of the fact that you're not supposed to say stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So I, I really rock with it. Plus the, the features he had was crazy. Lil Wayne on Don Life. Crazy. He, Big Sean. I, I give Big Sean props for this. He sampled "Human Nature" by Michael Jackson, and it snapped. Like it snapped. Once I heard the first five to ten seconds, I paused the song. I was like, "You can't touch this record and not snap." I was like, "He better snap," and he went off. I was like, "Okay, bet." So Don Life, um, "Deep Reverence" with Nipsey Hussle. That song was great. And Friday Night Cipher. Friday Night Cypher with all them Detroit artists on there went crazy. Eminem going last with the last two and a half minutes. I was like, oh, yeah, they did something with this. I've been hearing that, John. It was mighty mid. 
You probably uh, the, you probably heard you probably the first person I ever talked to to say that it was good. Like you ain't had you ain't no skips on there or nothing. Not to me, no skips. I ain't even listened to it yet, so I don't even know for myself. I, I, I ain't listened to it till like a day or so ago. I ain't, I ain't listened to it when it first came out. I just listened to it and I, I played the whole album one through twenty one, and I was like, it's no skips on here for real, for real. Like I was because Big Sean. You don't look for hits when you listen to Big Sean. If hits come, then they come. But when I listen to Big Sean, I don't listen for, oh, that's a hit that everybody's going to be playing. I don't consider Big Sean that type of artist anymore. He was like that when he first came out, but he's not like that anymore. So I, mm. I don't look for stuff like that. Yeah, I'm going to have to get that a listen, man. I'm going to have to get that a listen because I ain't even tried to listen to that junk either, man. Crazy, crazy, crazy. But mine would be – uh. See everything but God by uh Conway the Machine featuring Freddie Gibbs. That would be my song of the week, bro. I've already told y'all, man, how how I'm listening to music, bro. Conway, Benny, and uh Freddie Gibbs, bro. That's my circle. That's my rotation for right now, bro. Um, but that is it for the podcast. Edgar, you can hit it with the social media. Before I do the social media, uh, cause I know my dad gonna watch this. Let me go ahead. And say, I forgot to say this way earlier. We were talking about basketball. He wanted me to highlight the fact. That Jokic was basically toying with them in the last couple minutes of the game. He was. With like the behind the head passes and all that. He he felt like that was like real major news to say. <laughs> I guess because they was just beating them that bad. He was like, Y'all gotta talk about how Jokic was just playing with them at the end. I was like, I don't I don't feel it, like it was real. I know I peeped that. It was real disrespectful. It was real disrespectful. I peeped that. It was. It was. Yeah. I ain't gonna lie. So yeah, <laughs> shout, shout out to Jokic for that. Shout out to my dad for um, plugging that in, saying we need to talk about that. Jokic definitely was disrespectful, and he had the right to be. We came back down from 3-1 on y'all and embarrassed the hell out of y'all. So, I, I agree with that. For sure. But uh, social medias, you can follow us on Twitter at QEPodcast1. You can follow us on Instagram at Q underscore and underscore E underscore podcast. You can follow and like our Facebook page, Q and sign E podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel, Q&E Podcast. Click the notification bell and hit all so you can see anytime we drop new episodes. Our email, qandepodcast at gmail.com. For any business inquiries, questions, concerns, fan mail, we'll try to get back to you as soon as possible on there. Quincy's Twitter is q underscore hicks3. Mine is edgarmartin97. His Instagram is qhitsproduction. Mine is edgarmartinofficial. Yes, and subscribe to us on all of our podcast platforms. Wherever you listen to your podcast, we are there. Um, the big ones are Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and iHeartRadio. So definitely check us out and subscribe. And subscribe to me on YouTube. Type in Quincy Hicks into the search bar and definitely press that subscribe button. Last video was the Tyrell Terry, uh, the rise of Tyrell Terry. And definitely go check out that Jerry Stackhouse, what I brought up earlier, man. Definitely check that out. And we appreciate y'all for listening. And we out. Peace.